Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch Community, welcome to episode 24 of the 167 podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, and I'm here with my friend, media pastor Josh Harrell. Hey, buddy. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? I knew you were going to say that. Uh, it's in the <laughs> we don't have that in the script. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it's in my mental script. But you know what's funny is because, well, you see it every week, because when I send you guys my message notes, I have in the very top, just about every, I mean, there's maybe been like once or twice I haven't done it. I've caught every time you haven't done in it. In my the opening like paragraph of my notes highlighted i don't highlight anything else usually is hi i'm shannon the lead <laughs> pastor here welcome welcome first timers we're glad you're here why do you highlight that um if you go back and i almost hate to 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 say this because people might do it but if you go back and listen my intros sometimes are a little awkward oh like, I feel like I, I don't know exactly where to go and with my And people just hey. pause this podcast. And uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm like, help help yourself out, Shannon. So help me And help now you. it's like, I usually just copy and paste the opening part with like the, the heading and everything and like the way I have it formatted. And so now whenever I do a new message, I just drop that in. And so it's there. But yeah. And then sometimes I purposely change what I say. And so then I really want to see that. So I'm just a weirdo. But um, hey, welcome to the 167 podcast, everybody. I'm glad that you're here and you've, hey, if you've listened to now 24 episodes, you should get, we should do like a prize for the 25th episode. You get a gold star. We will, we will give you, I will go out to the Dollar Tree and buy a pack of stickers and I will give you a sticker um, if you come and tell me, hey, Shannon, I listen to all 25 podcasts. So we'll do that next next time, after next time. Um, <laughs> I did want to say, because I did this last week, important to say again, why do we call this the 167 podcast, Josh? Because there's 168 hours in the week, and then you go, then why do you call it the 167? Mm-hmm, exactly. Because um, in the Christian walk, you you should be in church at least for one hour a week. Yes, so what do you do for the other 167 to bring in your faith into your life? <laughs> Excellent. Here's the thing. What about people who get a little squirrely when you say, hey, you should you should be with the, the body of Christ. Like you should be fellowshipping with like Christian people in church on Sunday. When people get weird about that. They do get weird. Why do because why do they do that? Why do, hmm. Is it because we're weird? Well, yes, we are weird. Is that the cause? No. No. Um, I don't think so. Um, Because I don't think it's like just our people. I think, well, first of all, I don't think people like to be told you you should do something. So that's like human nature 101. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I think people feel convicted. If they're not there, Mm -hmm. then they're like, hey, here's my valid reasons for our not being there. Um, And... I don't know, maybe because they they just would rather do other things. Yeah. So, you um, know. One thing I think... I can of, worship God at the lake, Josh. And post it at 11 o'clock on I'm Sunday. I'm on my boat, loving Jesus. But what did we say a while back? People aren't posting stuff on Saturday that they're at 11 a.m. saying they're loving Jesus on their boat. It's just on Sunday at 11 a.m. 
when they're on their boat that yep. they love Jesus. And one reason I've thought about before is that, you know, it's a little weird to hang out with uh, Christian people sometimes because you know it has the possibility of getting deep and you want to, and you'll share stuff that uh, can make you a little bit vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And people don't like that. Vulnerability is yeah. is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always feel this weird pressure as um, in my role as pastor to kind of like when I meet people in a social setting and they know I'm a pastor, or maybe they've been coming to the church and so, but we're there in a social setting. It's like um, where I have to kind of be like, hey, I'm cool. Hey, I'm breezy. Like, hey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a cool mom. Like, um, trust me, like it's okay if you, you know, if you watch that show or whatever, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it really. I get apologized a lot too. You know, like, yeah, I, like I don't oh, wear, a sorry, sh- sorry, Josh. I don't wear a shirt that says I'm a media pastor, mm-hmm. but like when I go off to do like a gig or, or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. I'm setting up, up the stuff, hanging out with the people that are helping me set up and they're just talking talking about random junk and, you know, sometimes it words gets, fly, words fly, stuff like that. And then they go, well, what do you do from a nine to five? Like, well, I'm a media pastor. And they go, oh, I'm sorry. And they're like, I don't know why that this happens, but their posture gets better. <laughs> does, this, does this happen to you? Um, I don't, I've never noticed that, but now I'm going to, I'm going to look. Yeah. yeah. It's, and I go, dude, relax. I, I just laughed at the joke you said. <laughs> oh, wow. I've never noticed the posture change, yeah. but yeah, I will check that out. But yeah, I certainly get the, uh, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to say that. I'm like, it's, I've heard worse. It's fine. I've said, and usually I go, I've said worse. <laughs> I remember when I first became a believer and I was uh, waiting tables. I was working in a restaurant and I'm talking like fresh, like it was a Wednesday. I became a believer. And then the next couple of weeks was just like, um, and and then months, but, but people, I, it was evident and I was not ashamed to say I was a believer. I hope, I hope I wasn't a weirdo. Oh man. Anyway, sorry. I just had to think about that if I was like weirdo, (laughs) new Christian, but, um, you know, restaurant business, it's pretty salty, salty environment as far yeah. as, I mean, that was not a pun, but you know, kind of, oh, hey, uh, I didn't think, anyway, and people, town. yeah, <laughs> people would be like, you know, oh, blah, 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 and then they'd look at me and go, oh, sorry, and I, oh, it's fine, it's fine, you know, so anyway, weird, <laughs> weird stuff, Um, but yes, the 167, I'm glad, I, we see, we went on a tangent there, but I like it, yeah, I don't know why, um, when we did that series 167 and we were talking about, Hey, you know, it's almost like we made the assumption that, mm-hmm. Oh, you're a Christian. You'll be in church every week. But wow. Statistics are showing that yeah. average attendance is of, less than twice a month. Post COVID. Post COVID. I think before COVID it was three times a month, two to three, two to three. And now yeah. it's just a hard three. <laughs> I mean, hard two, like, like top end hard two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. More like maybe one or two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what happens when you have a really good online presence, too. Because there are a lot of people I know who are engaging online that, well, hmm. like I, I know people who... Yeah, so the top out at two is actually in the building. Correct. So, so that doesn't account for people that are watching online. The online presence hasn't been around long enough to... To have a trend, really? Right, because it's been around... I mean, we've had it since... 18, I think, is when mm-hmm. we started. Probably, when yeah. we started with the iPad, and I was like, I'm going to prove that this is worth it. That's right. Um, so, 
and even bigger churches had only been doing it maybe six <laughs> months at that time because mm-hmm. we were real like the downtown the sanctuary was already on YouTube and on like the local NBC affiliate so. Mm-hmm. When it went to Facebook and stuff like that, we were really early in on it. That's true, yeah. So, but there's still not that there's still not a lot of data on the consistency of people watching um, online yet. Yeah. So that they don't factor that in quite yeah. just yet. Yeah, and it's hard. Like I would, I would love to not. I mean, I'm sure the stuff. Is, I'm sure there's like a Barna or or Pew results uh, reports out there of as far as like why people are saying, yeah, well, I'm not going back or Carrie Newhoff does a lot of really good stuff, um, about church, like what is the norm for people to be coming back to church or what's going to be the new norm. And I'm, I'm kind of, of course we read that stuff. We look at that stuff, but, but it makes me wonder like who is going to, um, like for, I'm, I'm thinking about the porch, like our, our folks, um, for those who maybe were here like every Sunday and now it's like two or three, like, I, I, what's the, what's the difference, you know, or, you know, is it, yeah. is there something we can do to address that or help with that? Or is it just, Hey, we kind of got into a groove and we can watch it online and mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what, um, in my mind, we like, I think everybody in Lowndes County and Valdosta area is officially on summer break now. After tomorrow, uh, Lowndes and... Well, since this is... Oh, hey, yeah, sorry. Josh was giving me the look like, hey, play along. Sorry. We, we We're publish, recording. It's, it's We publish on Thursday. Yeah, so last yeah everyone's out. It's totally summertime. Yeah, so everyone's on summer break. Mm-hmm. Well, not no one got a summer break where they were able to go anywhere last yeah, year. Yeah. So I'm expecting a mass exodus. The mm-hmm. summer of everyone just being gone. Oh, great. Well, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I'm going on a week of vacation. I can't tell you the last time I've done that. Yeah. So, yeah. like, just stir crazy from being not able to actually go anywhere, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So I'm expecting a very big exodus this this summer for people being in and out a lot. Yes. Yeah. And then when August hits, this is that's where you can start saying, this is what we look like post-COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good... I think I agree with that. I think that's probably really true. Um, oh, and speaking of being out for summer, mm-hmm. shout out to our teachers handling probably the oh weirdest gosh. <laughs> and toughest year of your career. Thank you, educators, for all that you do. You know, one of the things that I really loved doing back in the first week of August of 2021, and it's it was it was just a it was just a regular day, but. I got in my car. Mallory helped me for half of the day. And it was about an eight-hour deal. And I drove all over this county and a few others and put our the Porch Community Church Loves Our Educators signs in yards. There's still a couple up. I know. I still see them around. Uh, there's one right across the street from us, actually, from our house. But um, it was just a really cool day to drive around and pray for teachers as I did that and to just... I don't know. I really enjoy that. I think about every time I see a sign, mm-hmm. I think about that day and think about those teachers. And anyway, um, thank you, educators, for this year because it has not been easy. It has been challenging. Um, and 
we really, really, really do appreciate you. I just actually got a text from one of Mallory's teachers while we're sitting here talking because I was telling her how much um, Drew and I have always been readers. Like, we love to read, especially, like, pre, um, you know, iPads and streaming services. Oh, so you Um, read actual books. I actually held books, yes. Whoa. And I prefer to to read an actual paper book, like, not a... Um, like an e-reader, those kinds of things. I don't really like that. But um, is that what that... I don't even know what that's called. Did I just make up a thing? No, e-reader is a thing. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so I don't like digital. I, I like, like yeah. the paper. Um, and Drew and I have always read to Mallory. So she and I, we've read through the Little House on the Prairie series. Um, she and Drew have been reading Harry Potter forever. Um, like, he won't let her watch the movies past the point that if they haven't read it yet. Oh, so. that's... So, and then she and I are going to start reading um, Anne of Green Gables this summer. But, okay. but we do, like, we read. And yeah, so yeah. she's just never really been a big reader. But um, towards the end of this year, I think after all the tests and whatnot, um, the teacher said, uh, I asked them to choose a book, and she chose the book Wonder, which is a really great story. Is that the. We did that for yeah. We did we did a summer at the summer movies, of the yeah. movies series yeah. yeah. It's a great it's a really good movie and the book is really funny too. And so she started reading it and like last night it was like hey Mallory it's bedtime can I read a little bit more? It's like um yes you may. And she was excited about going to school today because they're going to have reading time. And so I texted her teacher this morning and said hey thank you because this is the first time she's like wanted to sit down and read a book an actual book you know besides yeah, yeah. little kid stuff. So anyway, she just responded and was like, it's, oh, yeah, I'm glad to hear that. I will encourage her to finish it, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, thanks, teachers. <laughs> Thank you so much. Someone someone listening to this is going, hey, are we going to are we gonna talk about, like, you know, like love? and? Oh, yeah, buckle up for that. Yeah, and some Jesus. And no, some I mean, we're talking about good stuff here. I know, I know. So, so yeah, we just, uh, well, we finished our seventh week of the Doxy Praxy series, and uh, this coming Sunday, we're going to wrap up the whole series with our eighth week. Um, so it's been a good series. It's it really been, has. It's been good uh, going through um, the book of First John. And um, we, have, we have talked about love every single week, but we kind of got down to the nitty-gritty of, of the Greek, of the uh, you know, language and definition of of the word love on Sunday and Josh I <laughs> I took something out of my notes that I was gonna say on Sunday morning and I said no you dropped it it's gonna be for the podcast so when I was thinking about giving um just helping people understand what the words mean so in the yeah. Greek there's three words agape which is the love that God has for us it's unconditional it's sacrificial and it's the love that through Jesus, and by the working of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we're actually supposed to have for others. Like, it's right. not just supposed to be like, hey, I like you, um, which is phileo, which is like a brotherly love, like a, you know, hey, I just like you like a brother, you know, kind of thing. Uh, funny story. That's actually where the name Philadelphia. Uh, it is. Bro- the city of brotherly love. Correct. And I know that because, of, do you remember the Lawrence brothers? Like Joey. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, had a show called Brotherly Love and it was based in Philadelphia. Oh, didn't. Yeah. Never watched the show, but uh, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. 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 Um, He was on another show like when he was even younger and he had like a serious bowl cut, but it was kind of cute. It was uh, Blossom. 
Blossom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think he's like bald now, but he he's still bald is beautiful. So <laughs> I, I believe so. So um, anyway, so I mean, you got, you, if you're known for the hair, you know, yeah. it's kind of like when here's a throwback, Andre Agassi. Yeah. Um, he had like this long, like frosted hair back in the eighties. Yeah, he did. And yeah. uh, you know, just just real. Yeah, life was like ooh, and then. And then he kind of, you know, he always wore hats and stuff like that. And then suddenly, like, it was like, oh, you don't have any hair anymore. So he went from all of it to none of it. That's funny. So, uh, yeah, we talked about love. So there's agape, which is the the love that God has for us. Then there's the phileo, which is that brotherly love. And then there's eros, which is where we get our word. It's E-R-O-S. We get our word erotic. Yeah. Like, and it is, it's like physical, you know, attraction, sexual of na- in nature. And so I was like, okay, how can I kind of help people to remember this? And so I was like, okay, agape love is about devotion, like devotion to God. And phileo is more about emotion, like I like you or whatever. And I was like, okay, eros, all right, let's see. So we have devotion and emotion. What can I get to rhyme and still, as I, oh, I know, eros, we could say, so agape, devotion, phileo, emotion, eros is motion. Like if the trailer's rocking, don't come a knocking. Ha ha. Ah, ha, ha. So, but then I thought, I don't know if I'm going to, th- I don't think I'm going to put that in my message. I yeah. don't know. That, that, like, that would have been Hey, mommy, clip. mommy, what did Pastor Shannon mean whenever she said, if the trailer's rocking, don't come and knocking? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are the things I think about. Like, oh no, maybe, maybe that's not. And that'll good. be like the part that gets clipped and made a highlight video. <laughs> That's the part that's like highlighted in bold when I get called in, like to like the district superintendent or our bishop, and be like, "So, Shannon, could you please explain this?" And I'm just kidding. Oh uh, wow! So we talked about love and these definitions, and then of course the whole focus was agape love, right. this this sacrificial, unconditional love, and why in the world are we supposed to have this for each other? Because yeah, it's hard to do, like. I mean, like, okay, God loves us that way, Josh, but that's hard like, mm-hmm. for us to do that for each other, but it's what we're called to do. Yeah, and then to even reiterate it more, mm-hmm. we've been talking about this kind of love the entire series. Yeah. We just haven't put a name on it until this week. Correct. Yep. Yeah. So um, and, and the whole thing of like why we're supposed to love, have that agape love is, you know, because love is of God. It's it's God's character. It's his spirit. It's his nature. He's the source of it all. And to really wrap our mind around that, to understand that that kind of love that we have, and I think the closest probably representation I can think of is the love we have for our children. And for us to really wrap our mind around that kind of love, like that that is from God, that unconditional sacrificial love. Like we don't um, stir that up on our own. Right. That is a love that is God given. Like mm. that that He has um, He is the essence of it. He is it. And then we get to experience it. So And love, then and then you're right with the kids, like we don't we're not generally taught how to love our kids. No. It's, you love them as soon as they're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And, and love, that love, that starts with God, and it's shown, and it's lived out through Jesus, which is what John is writing about. He's like, look, God is love. He has revealed this love to us through Jesus Christ, and now by the power of the Holy Spirit, that same love, it comes alive in all who believe, like it is available to all who believe. And so you've got this vertical movement of God loving us and us loving God, and now we're directed to like move that outward to other people. So vertical with God and then horizontally with others. Um, first John four twelve says, if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. That is just like, excuse me, like really like that. That's a really heavy you know thing to consider yeah. um, or to believe. And uh, what John's saying is, we cannot know real love apart from God. Like it, it is, it's impossible for us to know that love apart from Him. Which, and we talked about, I, I, I mentioned this on Sunday, and then I said, hey, we're kind of short on time. We're running short on time. We're going to talk more. So I want to get into that, but I, I did want to preface it with something I mentioned Sunday. And the reason it's important for us to to understand that we can't know real love apart from God is because we project our man, our, our made up definitions of love onto God and his word. And then we go, okay, um, everyone else should believe this, you know, like everyone else should fall, fall in line because I've read this, I've read that. And this is what I think love is. So here we go. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, and I, I mean, I think you're a great, great, great guy. I think you're a great guy, Josh. A, I am a great guy. Yeah. Um, you're a great guy, but I don't want your definition of love. Like, I don't want your limited, apart it, from God, definition of love. It involves Cheetos. <laughs> I mean, it's I don't mind good. a good Cheeto, but um, is it the original or like the puffs? Uh, I like the hard. I do too. Yeah. Twisting, okay. yeah. Those are good. Um, so, but like, you don't want my definition of love. I don't want yours. I want... I want God's definition. So we don't need or want, well, we shouldn't want, but we might. But another person defining what love is, we cannot define real agape love. Only God can do that. Now, I was reading an article last week, and I cannot, for the life of me, remember who wrote it, where I read it, when I, I mean, I just know I read it because it kind of stuck in my head. Um, because I would most definitely give um, credit to them um, if, if I remembered it. But they were writing about how how we can project our own preferences onto the study and the interpretation of God's Word. So thus the orthopraxy, like our behavior based on what we believe. So it's like we project our own preferences, and so it, it skews our orthodoxy. It skews our beliefs. Mm -hmm. And then then if, if we are practicing what we believe, then it will then skew our behavior. Praxy. And so when we try to apply our just totally random definitions of love to the Bible, and plenty of people do this, what happens is that the Bible starts to sound like it disagrees with itself because you believe one thing about one section of Scripture, but then you go and read a whole other section of Scripture, and now they seem to not line up. Or when I believe one thing and you believe another, and we sit down and we look at the same exact passages of Scripture, suddenly we don't agree. Right. 
And, um, and then what happens, and this is when it gets really dangerous, is we start, when we apply our own definition of what love is and what our own, uh, you know, ideas are and preferences, preferences of, of what we think is good and right and true, apart from God, to the Bible, we start to avoid those parts of Scripture that don't fit our definition of love. Oh, totally. We're like, oh, well, I'm not going to read that. I'm not going to read that. And then before you know it, what happens is, is we're dividing the Bible up, whether we know it or not, into, okay, well, here are the things that I like and I think are true, and those are the things that I don't like and I think are actually really open to debate, and we'll just leave them over there. And the problem with that, Josh, is that what I put into the true column, Mm -hmm. you might actually put into the open to debate column. And if we're both claiming Christ and yep. Christianity, that's chaos inside the church. Mm-hmm. And and here's even the the more uh, dangerous part is that is very very confusing to those who have yet to believe. Yep. And even if you make it that far, you know, some people just when they start debating what is mm-hmm. true and mm-hmm. and false, they just end up walking away. Right. Right. So, but yeah, it's completely like if. If I if I didn't grow up in the church, and with the intelligence that I that God has given me, I would go to like the yellow pages and go, all right, who's right and who's wrong? Oh my goodness! On, on the like denomination yeah. thing, mm-hmm. and be like, all right, now let's figure out why this one is right and everything else is wrong. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, because there are so there is so much, and it's hundreds and hundreds of years of debating these. Is, is it read this way? Is it read that way? Mm-hmm. Is this okay now? Is this not okay? Mm-hmm. Well, it was a thing then, but it's not a thing now. Ah, which we're about to, yeah. yeah. And, and that's what I was about to say. Like, when there's that kind of chaos and, like, what I think is true and you think is open to debate, which is totally where the United Methodist Church is right now. I oh, mean, totally yeah, where yeah, we are yeah. right now as a denomination. But I would say that when you get down to um, not agreeing on Scripture and scripture that holds up, so I don't mean like parsing like one little verse out and going, this is it, but like scripture that stands up to the test of of um, other like other supporting texts yeah. and historical, like all those things that hold it up. When, when we are not agreeing on that um, and we're throwing into uh, the column things that have stood the test of of, of scriptural authority, and we're going, eh, I think that's open to debate now. That's not Christianity. That's right. relativism. Right. And relativism is a tricky little monster because what it does is it pushes back against absolutes. It pushes back against um, those things that we say, no, um, this is God's word. Like, it's just, this, this stands up. And what's really funny, <laughs> Josh, about... Relativism, I think just the whole argument of, oh, everything is just open to debate, you know, because the relativism is, is the doctrine that that knowledge and truth and morality, they exist, but they re- exist in relation to culture and to society and to, um, and, and so they're open to change. Mm. They're open to change, or maybe it was true in that context, but now it's not true. Like, and so it's open. It's they're not absolutes, right? Right. But what's funny is the whole premise of relativism is an absolute. Like they're basically saying, absolutely, everything is relative. Ev- everything is relative. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's like, hmm. So someone who believes in relativism would say they absolutely believe there are no absolutes. <laughs> and you see the problem there. Yeah, so, it's a little moronic. And I, and I think, you know, we're probably all prone to that a little bit. Um, well, yeah, because, again, our preferences. Oh, yeah. Know? Like, we yep. all have a little relativism to our preferences. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one question that I get asked a lot, it's not in conjunction to relativism when they ask it, but mm-hmm. it kind of is without them actually knowing that what they're asking. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Old Testament versus Old Testament law versus New Testament law, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like... Um, if everything is the Bible that's true, why are y'all eating pork? Yeah, right, right. Or why do you have tattoos? Or why are you wearing um, wool and cotton? Yeah, you know, yeah. just to mix your yeah. fibers. So, or like, they're really debating relativism versus is is it relativism or is uh new covenant versus old covenant, and they don't and they're not understanding that there's two concepts there. Right, or that the new covenant came to fulfill. The whole purpose of all those laws in the Old Testament was trying to help people be holy, remain holy, and it just, they just couldn't do it. Right. And so Jesus came to fulfill the law, and the law being, we're not righteous. Mm -hmm. Like, apart from God, we're not righteous. And he came to fulfill that and and make us right with God. There's one sermon, I can't remember what pastor uh, said it, um, but he says the old covenant was to prove that you weren't holy enough to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the law, the the power of the law is the only power in the law is to prove whether you're either following the law or breaking the law. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bring salvation. Right. It doesn't bring hope. It doesn't bring redemption. It doesn't bring healing. It just proves mm-hmm. right or wrong. Right. And and I know I brought that up and it was kind of off topic, but it does. Well, I think it's because that's one of those things like. Um, people say, well, you're relative about this stuff. But then not about but it, it. But it's not really, it's a, it's not a relative thing. Right. It's an old law versus new law. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the stuff that uh, they're debating mm-hmm. is consistent in both the old law and the new law. Mm-hmm. Correct. Or set up by the new law. Right. right. So um, that that's why I brought that up, because some people go, well, you're relative on this stuff. And they're like, no, we're not really. Mm-hmm. Well, we were the debate we were using was critical theory. Right. Uh, so Oof. yeah. So we were. So they were saying, "Well, you you don't hold to this stuff," and I'm like, "Well, because Jesus came to change mm-hmm. what we're the standard we're held to." Right. Right. And then, but the stuff that the stuff that you're saying it doesn't apply anymore is held in both the old law and the new law, or mm-hmm. just the new law. Right. So we're we're debate. You're talking about one thing, and I'm living in another. Right. Almost. Right. Yeah. Well, and you could even go into that. Some might say, well, the fact that, uh, Shannon, that you're a woman pastor, like, yeah. are you are you dipping your toe into, oh, well, you know, it used to be we couldn't be, but then now we are. And historically, that's not even accurate to begin with. I mean, it is a, it, it was a re, when, when Rome became kind of the powerhouse of, of the church right. uh, in whatever years that was, that's when patriarchy really started to come back in, mm-hmm. and women were kind of starting to be pushed back out. But in the early church, women were all involved and had leadership and all these things. And, you know, there's the passages in in Timothy where, you know, Paul writes, do not allow a woman to preach but um, or to speak, you know, and all those things. But uh, it, the city in which where they were, there was ma- massive, like, 
massive female worship and um and like women actually held this and so he was really trying to help them move away from um I mean and I'm talking like idol worship and and like it was just it was not it was not good and mm-hmm. so Paul was like hey let's we need to we need to you know, dial this back and we need to make sure that we're not slipping back into what is the, the norm all around us. Um, and so anyway, that's a whole, that's a, that's, that's another a, topic. That's a podcast for another day. Yes. That is a, that is definitely another episode for another time. So with this relativism, what's interesting is that um, it's claiming to be an absolute and yet, I mean, it is, an absolute type argument, even though they're saying there's no absolutes. Um, and, and some would say, you know, what was immoral based on scripture, um, a hundred years ago is it's not immoral anymore. Well, that, that there's nothing like the scriptures haven't changed. So what's changed? Well, culture and society. Culture so, has accepted it. Not, not the Bible. Right. Right. And so, Coming back to agape love, what we believe about God's agape love determines how we will behave with God's agape love towards others. And so we don't have to wonder what is love. We don't have to wonder, okay, then what is the definition of love? What is this? Thankfully, we don't have to um, to do that. We don't have to guess. It's been shown to us. I want to read verses uh, 15 through 17, which we did look at Sunday, but I want to reemphasize it. It says, all who declare that Jesus is the son of God have God living in them and they live in God. We know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. And here's the verse. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. Mm-hmm. God loves us. He, he, Jesus is proof of that love. We're invited into this agape love. And, and once we've really like kind of jumped in head first, you know, like cannonballed into this love, we are going to be just overwhelmed with, with um, a desire for his word, to be in his presence, to be in worship, to be studying to be talking, to be discussing, like we just want more and more and more of God. And that is the beginning of that journey of faith, which is that maturing that is talked about here when he says um, we grow more perfect. It's talking about maturity, which is what we're going to talk about this Sunday in uh, the message as we conclude the Doxy Praxy series is, hey, let, and we've touched on um, in, I think, I don't know, week four or five, but like, we need to grow up. We mm-hmm. need to grow yeah. up. We, we as Christians across the board, we need to mature. So I'm going to pose a question to um, those, you know, in the message Sunday that, um, and, you know, I'm always asking questions yeah. in my stuff, but I'm posing a question that I think is a humdinger of a question and it's it has been to me. I'll just put it that way. Okay. So I don't. I'm not going to tell you though. Ooh, fair enough. So Ooh, so you got to come Sunday. Oh or, yeah. Or oh oh my goodness. Later. Yeah. And you see, because once we mature and we kind of grow, 
and I think we become more and more like Christ, which is the whole point of it all. And when we do that, then suddenly these commands of God, this and just the greatest commandment, which is to love God and love others, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's I would hope it should be. I've experienced you have too. Like it should be easier to love others as we mature in the faith. Yeah, doesn't mean we always do it, right? But to understand it, to grasp it, mm-hmm. and to go, oh man, I really need to die to myself here and love this other person with the love that God has shown to me. Yes. Um, and that's just, that's covered in grace. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, then that's when you get back into the whole thing about reconciliation and forgiveness and all that stuff. It's like, oh, that's what a mature believer is supposed to do. We're supposed to be practicing these, these aspects of who God is. Wow. Yep. Wow. And we, we have the, God allows us to be a part of this, Josh. Mm-hmm. That's what's so mind blowing Yeah, is he invites us to become more and more like Jesus. What? It's just crazy. crazy. I know, it's crazy, but it's it's cool and challenging and oh my goodness and wow and but oh, it's life changing and that's the best part. It is life changing. It is life altering and I'll just, as we kind of wrap up uh this this episode, I just want to say a reminder to everybody. Like wherever you are, on your journey of faith right now, wherever you are, would you pause and just take in the reality that God loves you and he's shown that through Jesus? And every every time you have screwed up in your life, Jesus has taken that upon himself and he's he's paid he's paid your penalty he's yeah. paid your your price um and and now you get to live and walk in a in a new life like a new life you do not have to be held by the past it's it really is amazing to and think about there is nothing that that payment isn't big enough for <laughs> not a thing because I know I fell in this. I was like, yeah, he covers the small stuff, but this was a big one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or he's got you, Josh, but, you know, me, oh, man. Yeah. You've, you've been good most of your life. <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But no, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it was. Mm-hmm. I think every, all of us as a kid has stolen a piece of candy from a store. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never done that. To I stole candy from my daughter last night. Does that count? Yep. So yeah. from the minuscule aspect of like when we were three and four years old Mm -hmm. to whatever you want to fill in the blank with your, Mm -hmm. your personal struggle. Yep. Uh, hitting a kid, you know, marriage falling apart, Mm -hmm. uh, cheating on a test. And I'm, that's big. Mm -hmm. Society likes to downplay it, but that's pretty big, you know? Yeah. It's lying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lying, cheating, stealing, you know, Mm -hmm. anything you can think of. It's paid for. Yeah, yeah. And that that doesn't give us a license to sin. Mm-hmm. But when when we truly have asked for forgiveness for our sin, that weight of knowing that God is taking care of it mm-hmm. should should just make you free. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. Yes, and and I just 
I think anytime we can just pause and really think about it, because it's, I think we've heard it so much, mm-hmm. you know, that we go, yeah, 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 forgiveness, got it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. But it's like, no, this agape love is real. And mm-hmm. it's been it's been done for us. It's been lived out. It has happened. And now we get to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Whew, that's big. That's yep. big. So well, hey, porch community, uh, thanks for hanging out with us and spending time. Uh, I hope that you have been encouraged and challenged a little bit. And um, I don't know, hopefully, you know. Yay, Jesus. That's, Yay, Jesus. That's the whole point. Yeah. And and if you've been living under a rock and you only listen to this podcast, we have a lot of things coming up. Oh, yeah, we sure do. June June is going to be big for Porch Community Church. It we sure. have a VBS coming up. Rocky Railway. Yeah. So uh, we were filming announcements, and for like the first 20 takes. Walkie Railway. Rockin' Railway. Rockin' Railway. And... Me and April just With like, Aerosmith. We're going to put Christian songs to Aerosmith tunes. It's going to be rocking. I think they did, do put Jesus to the Cupid Shuffle in this VBS. Oh, yeah. So if there's yes, no other I have reason to sign up, it's that. Yeah, if there's no other, yeah. Cupid, Cupid Shuffle, Shuffle with Jesus. Yes. Let's do that. Which Drew actually likes to do, the Cupid Shuffle. Because yeah. so it tells you what to he do. He is... Drew is a line dancing fool. I will just say it. So anyway. everybody loves a good line dance. <laughs> but so we have that going on. And in... listen, that's going to be awesome. And it's our first one ever. Yes, because we didn't get to do one last year. Yeah. And so our kids, Pastor Kristen, is working hard. She's got a co-leader. Uh, Noreen Smith is going to be helping her, and we still need help. And listen, if you are a parent of an elementary age kid or a grandparent of an elementary age kid, um. Or, like, you've got a kid, but then there's some other children you know that would really, really... This is going to be cool. And, and you know, I, I would love to say this is going to be like no other VBS you've ever been a part of before. But I've looked at the material, and I'm really excited about it. We are going to make sure that our kids know yeah, what I say every, just about every Sunday, that there is a God, He's real, and He, he loves, loves those kids, and mm-hmm. He's shown it through Jesus, and we want them to know that. Yeah. So, um, super excited about that. That's the June twenty first through the twenty fifth. Yep. So Monday through Friday. Friday. It's gonna and be then awesome. To backtrack, we have our first ever baptism service, mm-hmm. June sixth. Yeah, it's gonna be different. Like, of course, we've done baptisms during services, but because we've great, great um thing going on, we've got a lot of people that want to be baptized. And so we've decided to kind of move to more of like a quarterly baptism deal. Yeah. Uh, so June 6th, we will, if if you want to be baptized, if you want to be immersed, which is dunked, uh, or poured or sprinkled, like we, baptism, it's about the grace and work of God in our lives. And if that's something that you are interested in and you want to know more, hey, give me a shout. Yep. Email me, Shannon, at theporchcc.com. We're going to do that on June 6th, special day. We're only yep. doing one service at 10.30. Yep. So one service that day at 10.30, and we're going to have lunch afterwards. We're going to have hot dogs provided by Randy DeCoudre. So and that's going to be good. The hot dog, he's done the hot dog bar for us once before. And yeah, so. This is not. Yeah, this is not like dried buns and overcooked or undercooked hot dogs this and some mustard go- and ketchup. This is a gourmet hot dog bar with like homemade relishes. Yes, it's, it's legit. It's impressive. It's really, really good. So we're going to have a service, 
inside. We're going to move outside for a little while for the baptisms. We've got something set up there. Then we're going to let people come through and eat, grab the hot dogs. We've got some inflatables and stuff for kids. So wear your swimsuits, be comfortable. It's going to be a really, really fun day. Yep. Um, and then not only do we have VBS and the uh, baptism Sunday, but we've got mission trips. Mission trips. Students. Super excited. We're back with mission trips. Yay. We didn't get to do them last year. Yay. Yeah. So on um, our middle school is going to hang out here in Valdosta in Lowndes County, which I think is going to be super cool. That, again, was our plan last year. Yep. Um, they're going to be helping with VBS as part of their mission week. And, of course, a lot of our high schoolers will be here as well helping, which I love that, our students helping. Um, but they'll be doing VBS helping with us in the morning and then turning around and they've partnered with uh, the boys and girls club and they're going to be doing basically a whole nother VBS in the afternoons and then do some other community things. Yep. They're going to stay here on campus, uh, during the week. So they'll be together. They'll have worship. Um, so listen, same, same thing I said about the elementary. If you got a middle school kid or grandparent of one, or, you know, you, you have some, your middle school child knows some, some kids that would be, I mean, we would love to have them be a part of this week. It's going to be really cool. So, and that's, um, well, that's also, they're going to start on the 20th, the night before Mm -hmm. and uh, stay here that Sunday, the 20th and, and they'll be here through Friday. And I think they'll end, you know, sometime later after VBS that day. So that'll be a cool week. And then our high school students, they're going to back to New Orleans. Well, our, uh, our student ministries had a great presence in um, New Orleans for years and years and years, uh, and they get to go back, mm-hmm. and it's just an exciting time. It's gonna be really cool. It's gonna be really cool. They're going um, late June, get back July second, I think. Yeah. So we'll be back. They'll be back in time for um, July fourth before the the holiday and all yep. that. So June's gonna be really fun and um, exciting. And, uh, I'm already looking into August. I've already been planning. Of course, you know me, I'm working on message series and stuff for August and looking ahead to that. You, you said earlier, um, Josh, that, um, uh, you'll see August is like a gauge for what is the new post COVID, uh, kind of norm. And I'm very excited about us, uh, launching and kind of rebooting our community groups and um, mm-hmm. and all that. So looking forward to that very very much. So so yeah, a lot lot going on, a lot coming up, and um, we are just glad that you're part of the ride. Um, be sure and share this podcast with people. And hey, if you come to worship on Sunday or you tune in and watch it online, how about invite someone to be there with you? Yep. It'd be really cool. Someone who needs the truth of Jesus Christ. That's why we exist. So love you, Porch Community. We will uh, talk to you soon. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll be together very soon, Sunday or next uh, episode. Yep. yep. See you then. All right. See you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.